welcome to Bangor Community Church Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed today as you hear the Word of God. So praise the Lord. Let's stand and take our Bibles this morning. And we're going to repeat our declaration about our Bible. Hallelujah. You ready? This is my Bible. I believe what it says. I believe I am who it says I am. I believe I can do what it says I can do. I believe I have what it says I can have. And now I'm about to receive the incorruptible, the ever-living, never-dying seed of the Word of God. My mind is alert, my heart is open, and as a result, I'll never, ever be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Let's be seated. Praise God. Well, last week, um, I brought a word, and we were just looking, you know, the, the word was entitled, Ready and Waiting, and, you know, we talked about what are you expecting, what's in your heart, um, What's, you know, what are you believing for in the future, whether the future is in the next five minutes or whether the future is next week or next month or next year. And we were looking at, you know, what God has, what has God got for you, you know, people for you to meet, to connect with. Maybe it's a new job, maybe it's a promotion in work, maybe it's a, you know, just completely different form of, of work. And remember, we go... When we go to work, it's on assignment, and the, the benefit of that is you get you get pay at the end of it. But we're, as Christians, working on assignment because there's people that God wants us to reach in every sector of the community. I mean, looking at Tanya there, and Tanya's been sharing with us how she's reaching people within her new line of work and uh, her new job. So, you know, God could just thrust us out into different places. We're coming into the new year. So don't... Um, don't be concerned if, if a change, even employment, comes your way. Listen and follow the Holy Spirit because he may just want to move you whoop, to reach somebody because that's what we're about. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, so we looked at Psalm 145 and verse 15 to 16, which says, The eyes of all look expectantly to you, and you give them food in due season. And you open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. So we looked at there's a due season. You know, when you're waiting and waiting and waiting for things, but suddenly when that happens, suddenly when you meet that person, that new relationship, that's that due season coming in, kicking in. And we're called to live expectantly, and, and living expectantly is faith. And faith is now. Faith expects now it to happen now, not next week. I'm believing for things now. There's things in my life. I'm believing for now. And God grants us the desires of our heart, as that verse says. He satisfies the desire of every living thing. Well, pinch yourself this morning. Are you living? You qualify as every living thing. He satisfies the desire of every living thing. He leads by his spirit, and he puts the desires in our heart. So we just have to think, what's in our heart? What is sometimes buried in our heart? And bring that to the surface, Lord. Because you put the desires in our heart. So last week after the service, I was talking to a number of people, and 
it seemed like God was just dropping new things, some new things into hearts here. You may have been one of those, just dropping new things out of heaven. I believe just as we're onto this anointed word this morning, there's going to be new things dropping out of heaven and all things to pick up as well. Isaiah um, first, or chapter 43 and verse 19, it says, Behold, I am doing a new thing. And this is, we're reading out of the Amplified here. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it and know it? And will you not give heed to it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Isn't that wonderful promise? You know, can you perceive it? You know, in your heart, have you got room for it? Is there room in your heart for new things? Or have you already made up your mind? You know, you're not going to expect anything because of the circumstance you find yourself in. Be open for new things. You know, God says he's going to make a way even in the desert. Hallelujah. Uh, first, we looked at our offering today, Psalm 35, verse 27. God delights in the prosperity of his people. And, you know, the Lord, he's going to cause rivers of blessing to flow into your life. You know, even if you say, well, there's not a lot going on in my my finances right now, you could maybe say, well, there's a bit of a wilderness I'm going through in my finances. Well, look, take that verse and just believe that rivers of blessings are going to flow into your financial desert. Take it, stand in the promise. It's a God, you delight in the prosperity of your people. I'm one of your people. And you're going to make a way in the wilderness, rivers in this desert, whatever that desert is. There's supernatural provision, supernatural when I was out with Hillary a few weeks ago, that word, I just keep getting, I said, Hillary, this, this rehab and everything, it's going to be supernatural. I mean, the OTs and physios have given a, a length of time it's going to be, but no, the Lord comes and he says, super, supernatural, above natural, above what the natural and what would be expected into the natural. And Hillary is making great progress. You know, I was around with her the other day and... Um, I just heard they'd come in, her and Gwyneth, from a wee drive out to Donagadee. Now, up to that point, Hillary hadn't, you know, done steps in her rehab. And so for Hillary to get out over the door, she's supposed to walk with two people. So there's a wee lip in the door, and so she had to go up and over, which is more difficult, doing a step up and over and then down two steps. But she did it into the car and away for a drive, and she's making great progress, great progress. And whatever, the OTs and physios, when they come and they say different things, you know, it's in the training. I'm trained as an OT. It's in our training. And naturally, we will follow a course of how we're trained. And the natural, this would be expected. But every time when they go out, they get together, her and Gwyneth, and they go, right, we come against those words in the name of Jesus, and this is the way it's going to be. The word says this. Amen? Praise the Lord. Such determination in Hillary. And with the great help of Gwyneth there. So, um, you know, get, get a vision and get a vision in your spirit. See these things happen. Expect God to move in the area that you need him to move. Amen. See those, that river of blessing that cannot be stopped. Cannot be stopped. You know, so I believe just God's stirring us to believe this morning. To believe for bigger. To believe for greater. Amen. To believe for new things to start happening in our lives. You know, Psalm 37 and verse 4, again in the Amplified, it says, Delight 
yourself in the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires and the petitions of your heart. That word petitions means requests. The requests, what have you asked the Lord? The desires of your heart, the petitions, the requests, things you've requested, things that are in your heart. So, Lord, can I have or I'd like this? He's going to give them to you as you delight. There's our part, as we delight in the Lord. Amen. First Corinthians in chapter 2, and this is the New Living Translation, says in verse 9 to 10, this is what the scriptures mean when they say, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. And verse 10, I love this, but it was for us that God revealed these things by his spirit. For by his spirit searches out everything and shows us the deep, seek God's deep secrets. And no one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. But we here, we have received God's spirit. Not the world's spirit, so that we can know the wonderful things that God has freely given us. Amen? We have the spirit of the living God indwelling us so that we can know these things. Now, we may not know everything up ahead, but I tell you, as you get closer to some things, have you ever experienced it? You get closer, you start to smell it a bit more, you start to see that outline a little bit more, because when you're in touch with the Holy Spirit, he makes it clear and he makes it plain. So spend time with Holy Spirit. Spend time, spend more time. Get away with the word for a few hours. That's what we talked about last week. Sometimes you need to get away with the word for a couple of hours. Some of us may need a couple of days to get away with the word. Build hope inside of, listen to Holy Spirit. What do you have? What are those desires? What is it that you're leading me into? Amen. And get it, get it right, get everything right. So what new things is God dropping into your heart today? And perhaps it's not even new things, but there's old things. There's dreams in your heart that have been buried. Or because just time has gone on and on and on, you've just kind of forgotten about them. Or you've thought, how could that be? But no, the Lord is saying today, get these resurrected. Get these dreams resurrected again. And, um, you know, draw up from what's deep in your heart. Stir afresh. God, bring up these dreams that are in my heart. Bring up these dead dreams. Bring up these dreams, things that I haven't thought about for a while. And don't be surprised if just even now under my voice or through the week, God starts stirring these things that have just been buried down. They're coming up. They're coming up again. Amen. You know, there was a time in my life where we'd had Kevin and Crystal. Crystal probably was about uh, two years old, and uh, I just stepped back into my kitchen from being in the garden, and I had like a, a, a little picture, and I saw this little child, a little um, maybe a six-month-old, crawling a, along my um, the kitchen floor, and I knew, I said, what is that, Lord? I knew there was a third child, there was going to be a third child, and I, I just believed the third child was going to be a boy, and... Um, there was a time in our lives in 2004 and we'd gone to Peru for three months to learn about church growth. Brian and I would take the kids out of school. I think I told you that story. But while we were over there, a prophet prophesied over us 
and said, you're going to have another child and you're going to have a boy. And, you know, that's what the prophetic does. The prophetic shouldn't be out there telling you things that you've never heard before. The prophetic should be there uh, and the prophets affirming things. You know, when claim different people and any time you receive prophecy, it could be affirming things that you've already caught in your spirit. Amen? So that was affirming. And, and there was more to this prophecy. It said this, and this always amazes me. It says, um, you're going to have another, are you going to have another boy? And this boy is going to be born at a time of peace between the Protestants and Catholics in your land. Now, this was 2004, early part of 2004. We were there between January and end of March, or just into April. So um, I ended up getting pregnant over there, coming back. I was expecting. But what I, I, I miscarried and, and, um, that year. And I couldn't get my head around that because of the prompt, because what I caught in the spirit, the prophet had spoken, and there I miscarried. And so quite um, a short time after that, you know, I got pregnant again, and I thought, okay, this is it. This is this boy coming and everything. I miscarried again, and I just did not understand it. And so, you know, there was hurt in my life. There was confusion, different things, uh, disappointment and so forth. So that was... Um, the end of 2004, now I'd gone through the two, two miscarriages. But I always remember Dad. He'd always come along from time to time. He says, God has a boy for you. God has a boy. There's a call in his life. That boy is, is coming. Just the odd time from time to time. Well, I remember being out for the meal uh, late summer 2006, and I was talking to Brian about this, and I just says, Brian, you know, I had wanted the kids closer in age as well. And um, I said, you know, Crystal, was, maybe she was about six then. And I said, Brian, this thing, it just won't go away. I just feel we have to have this other, another child. So Brian, he was in agreement, obviously, the whole time. And um, we decided we would try. I was ready to try again. And um, so shortly after, I got pregnant with Daniel. Daniel was born in April 2007. Now, I just pull this offline, and I'm going to read it so that I wouldn't just have to rehearse it. He was born April 2007, and it says, you'll have a boy, and it will come, you'll come at a time of peace in Northern Ireland between Catholic and Protestants. It says, the definitive end of the troubles, and thus the peace process came in 2007. The DUP and Sinn Féin formed a government in May 2007, the next month. In July 2007, British Army formally ended Operation Banner, their mission in Northern Ireland, which began 38 years earlier in 1969. On the 8th of December 2007, while visiting President Bush in the White House with the Northern Ireland First Deputy Minister Ian Paisley and Martin McGuinness, the Deputy Minister, he said to the press, up until the 26th of March 2007 this year, Ian Paisley and I have never had a conversation about anything, not even about the weather. And now we have worked very closely together over these past seven months, and there's been no angry words between us. This shows we are set for a new course. Is that not amazing? I tell you what, God's timing, God's timing is perfect in everything. And I just thought, you know, the Holy Ghost reminded me about that uh, experience we'd had in my life. 
And when I looked at these dates now, I go, oh my goodness, you know, there was something going on maybe in my head at the time. But to be honest, not a lot. I just had a baby, right? My focus was on Daniel at that time. He was born 14th of April, 2007. So God knows. I'm telling you now, by the Spirit of God, if there's dreams in your heart, and if it's dead and buried, or you just feel way and way, get them up again. Pray over them. Believe. Ask God, is it now? Now? Is now the time? Like when I went out for the meal, I said, Brian, are we, I'm ready to try again. You read, now is the time. Amen? Now is the time to bring that forth. Hallelujah. Praise God. So Habakkuk. Chapter 2 and verse 3 in the New Living Translation says, The vision, this vision is for a future time. It describes the end and it will be fulfilled. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently, for it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. And in the voice translation, it says, For the vision points ahead to a time I've appointed. It testifies regarding the end and it will not lie. Even if there is a delay, wait for it. It is coming and will come without delay. So, you know, what's God told you? What's God shown you that will happen? Don't give up. Do not give up. Take the word, the scripture that applies to it. Stand on the promises. Amen. Don't give up on what you're believing for. You know, God can be trusted. He can be trusted. And the more that you go on with the Lord, the know, you know more and more. Because you've had more of time, more experiences and things. God can be trusted. He can be trusted over and over and over again. And when you're tempted to compromise, when you're tempted to take the easy way out, or you're tempted to take a shortcut to get to something, don't do it. Don't do it. God is working. He's working all things out. Jeremiah and chapter 29, verse 11 in the New Living Translation says, For I know the plans I have for you. God's good plans. Says the Lord, they are plans for good, not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. So when the enemy comes in and he says, this is going to be disastrous. This isn't working out. Oh, now what's going to happen? I can't see how this is ever going to work. Never saw that coming. No. Whatever you've heard and picked up in your spirit. Whatever he has shown you, cling to it with all of your heart. Amen? Because he's not a liar. He is not a liar. He is working together for, for your good. You know, when you're tempted to think that God is doing nothing, he is working. He is working beside, behind the scenes. I remember there was a time, it was about 2015, and it was about February 2015, so Kingdom Harvest had just been planted about three years at that time. And I, I remember complaining to the Lord. I wasn't seeing enough. I was thinking, oh, I'd like to see more at this stage, more people. Whatever it was, I can't quite remember. But I know I was complaining. Well, the next day, <laughs> when I went into my shut-the-door time, which is normally my living room, closed the door. And I know sooner closed the door. And God's, you know, God, he said, I have you now. <laughs> God has a sense of humor. Anybody realize the Holy Spirit has a sense of humor? Close the door and I just heard in the Spirit, Karen, don't you be complaining about my church. You cannot see the hearts of my people. 
You cannot see what I'm doing in their hearts. You cannot see what I'm working behind the scenes. We were in the community center. We're having to set up and take down every week. There's different things going on. You cannot see. He says, I am working in hearts. And at that particular time, he said, you know, Kingdom Harvest, it's just the shoots haven't even come above the surface. So what are you looking? <laughs> you know, I'm looking for a tree. He said, the shoots, they're just about to come out over the surface. So he was letting me know where the church, the baby church was. And I was expecting to be on. But I'll never forget that. Never forget. So God nicely can rebuke us. Amen. That, and that's what this word is for. When we're, when we're in this word, this, the, the word nicely disciplines us. If we let it, if we'll not go, oh, where'd that verse come from? I must have read that wrong. and skip. No, no. <laughs> When that happens, you take that and you meditate and you, you let that work in your life. You take that, sorry, Lord, or sorry, you, that scripture, you let it work. Romans 8 and verse 28 in the Amplified says, And we know with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work together as a plan for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to his plan and his purpose. You know, at times there can be opposition in the, in the realm of the spirit. At uh, times, you know, um, the demonic will stand against the plans of God trying to work in, in our lives because Satan, he doesn't want to see our dreams fulfilled. He doesn't want to see us blessed. He doesn't want to see us prospered so that we can help persecute the church and other people. But, you know, God's fighting for us. We've got ministering angels are ministering for us all of the time. Amen. You know, we're called to be able to release and send the ministering angels. Thank you, ministering angels. You're working. You're working on my behalf. Hallelujah. Greater is he that's in the world. Are the greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. Amen. You know, Daniel in the Bible, and um, we'll just turn there, Jan Daniel chapter 10. He prayed at one time for understanding of a vision that he'd received. And he didn't get that answer for 21 days. Daniel 10, and we'll take it up in verse 12 to 14 in the New King James Version. It says, Then he said to me, Do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day, this is an angel that come to him, Do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand, and to humble yourself before the Lord, your words were heard. Isn't that wonderful? You know, God hears our prayers. He hears. The minute we, we ask, he hears. He always hears. Your words were heard. And I've come because of your words. Words have power, people. They have power. He hears our words. He come because of your words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia a demon, withstood me 21 days. And behold, Michael, an archangel, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. Now I have come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days, for the vision refers to many days yet to come. So it's awesome. Daniel, that great prayer, praying three times a day, and he's waiting for an answer about uh, understanding the vision that he got. And 
day after day passes and then he goes into fasting and more prayer, another day goes, another day goes, a week goes, a week and a half goes, two weeks, no answer. Three, two and a half weeks, three weeks, 21 days. And then this angel appears. Your words were heard the minute you asked right at the beginning. So, you know, there's hindrances and we're, we're supernatural beings living in a natural world. We've got opposition. We've got spiritual opposition. And that's why it's so important that we're in the word, that we're walking with the Lord hand in hand. And we're coming against the enemy where we need to. And we're, we're standing in the promises of God, counteracting all of that, the demonic, just breaking through. We've got authority over that in Jesus' name, over every demon. We have authority in the name of Jesus. So God immediately hears the prayers and he dispatched the answer. And um, no matter what you're waiting for, you continue to wait. Dig out. Perhaps you are one of those people who just needs to get alone with the Lord for a while. Say, so what is the dream? What are you trying to say, Holy Spirit? What are you trying to say? You know, I knew I had to go a second week on this word. What are you trying to say, Holy Spirit? What are you laboring to bring forth? What are you laboring? Go back. I encourage you go back and hear last week's word and hear this one again in the podcast. Hear it again. What do you want? What do you want me to be expecting for? What are the new things you're dropping out of heaven for me? What are the, the dreams that I've buried or thought will never come to pass? God says, trust me. Trust me because he put the desire. He put the desire in your heart. Trust me for it. Trust me. And keep speaking the word and standing over the promise. The Lord's just reminded me there. I was listening earlier in the week. To, uh, I think it was the day of the prayer meeting, yeah, because I shared it at prayer. Tuesday morning, I was listening to Norville Hayes, um, a great minister of the Lord, and um, he was given this example about this lady that she had a disabled child, and the child couldn't walk, you know, didn't have any intellect or anything, and every day she dragged this child across the floor and nicely but dragging the child across the floor and says you're going to walk in jesus name you're going to walk in the name of jesus every single day and not only that she said and god's going to give you a supernatural gift god's going to get a supernatural gift so day by day she would drag this child across the floor you're going to walk you're going to fulfill the call of god in your life Day after day after day. I think it was months. It could have even been a year. It was a long time. But you know, one day, that mother heard a piano playing in the other room. And, uh, you know, it was played so beautifully, like such a gifted piano player. And it was a supernatural gift given to her child. And that child was able to walk. And the child was able to talk. Because that mom would not give up. Super natural above the natural had she seen it with anyone else no but god put it in her heart and she didn't give up how many things do we give up on how many things do we never realize because we give up how many plans as good plans as god got 
for our lives, but we never see the fulfillment because we give up. It's too hard. Can't go there anymore. Can't do this another day. How many? Get the plan of the Lord. Get the dream of the Lord. Get the vision of the Lord. What does he want? What does he want? What does he want? You know, just going back to Daniel again, even before I got the little vision of that third child, I remember there was something on God TV at the time, ages ago, and there were, um, it's something I, I, I would normally engage in, but I just felt drawn, and somebody was ministering on God TV, and the TV, and I'd been cleaning my room, and this caught my attention. I remember sitting with the tea, and it was all about God sending out wee spirits. He wanted to send out little spirits into the world right now, into strong homes, into strong homes, strong Christian homes. I was drawn. I remember sitting on the edge. I had the duster in my hand, and I was just listening, listening. And I know Holy Spirit. I know when he works. And I just went up, and I put my hand on the TV. Receive. I, I said, Lord, I'll be one of those. I'll have another child if you want. That was my heart. And it was subsequent to that that I got the wee vision of the another baby and the whole story that I gave you. The su- Flowing in the supernatural, flowing in the Holy Ghost is the most exciting life you'll ever live. And here's what. It's the only life you're called to live as a Christian. If you're not living that life, can I ask you, what life are you living? If you're not living the life I've just described, what life are you living Amen. Hallelujah. Let's close our eyes this morning. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord God, that, that Lord, as you've told me before, even when I can't see you're working in the hearts, and I, Lord, Lord, I know this morning, I know anyone listening to this podcast that, Lord, as this word goes out, that you're working on hearts, Lord. You're dropping new things out of heaven into hearts. And you're resurrecting dead and dreams that have been buried because of hurt and confusion and misunderstanding and and beaten down, just given up. Many reasons why dreams can be forgotten or the enemy's resistance. God, I thank you that you're resurrecting those. You're bringing those to the surface again, and now is the time. And I thank you we're looking expectant, Lord God, to you. Hallelujah. Uh, just while every head's bowed, I just want you to respond to this. Just, you know, if, if raise your hand just quietly so I can see it, because I want to pray for you in just a moment. If that's a new thing, if God's been dropping a new thing into your heart, or you sense he wants to to get a new thing to you. Is that you this morning? Just quietly, just show me by your hand. Thank you. Okay, and put your hands down. Anybody this morning, that has, as I've been speaking, that God has been really dealing, no, there's, there's something buried. You may not even know it quite right now, but you're going to leave here and you're going to inquire. You feel there's a buried dream. 
our dreams in your heart. Would anybody respond to that? Just show me your hand. Thank you. Anyone else? Amen. Hallelujah. So I'm going to pray for you all now. God, I just thank you. I thank you for firstly for those that have raised their hands, Lord God, for the new things, the new things that you're dropping out of heaven, Lord God. Father, I pray that as they get away with you, as they get away with this word, that, Lord God, you start to show them. And, Lord, you start to show them quickly because you're not hiding. The Lord says he's not hiding anything from you. Just seek him. Just seek me, says the Lord. I'm not hiding. I'm not hiding it from you. I want to give you and show you exactly what I have for you in this. So I thank you, Lord, for those new things, that they get the detail that they need, they get the timing, Whatever that is, God, I thank you that you're directing them. And it's easy. We just say it's easy. It just comes easy. Easy. And it's confirmed. We thank you for the confirmation of these things, how they need it, where they need the confirmation, when they need it, that it comes to them in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray for those, Father God, who have believed there's dreams that have been forgotten and dead dreams, Lord. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I just pray, Father, that they are resurrected in the name of Jesus, that you just bring up those dreams, bring them up to the surface again, Lord God, for you're saying, yes, I did put that in your heart. Yes, you can believe for that. Yes, you're well able. Yes, now is the time. Go for it, and you're going to see that soon. You're going to see it soon in the name of Jesus. You're going to see it soon, says the Lord. You're going to see it. You're going to see it. Spend time with me, fellowshipping with me says Holy Spirit. Everything you need for that dream is coming to pass. It's coming to pass. This is the time. This is the time, says the Lord. It's coming to pass. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Lord God. Anybody in here today, and Father, they're feeling hopeless about a situation. I just come against a spirit of hopelessness right now in the name of Jesus. And I take authority over you in Jesus' name. And I speak hope right into that heart in the name of Jesus. I speak life right into the heart right now in the name of Jesus. Afresh, afresh by the Spirit in Jesus' name. We thank you and we praise you. Amen. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, Amen. I receive that. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us. We look to God that he will direct your steps and blessings through this week. For more information, visit us at bangercommunitychurch.co.uk or find us on Facebook.